0: I'm Rebecca Pete, and I'm Rebecca
1: Cochran, and welcome, welcome to Woven, it. where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome to episode 33. Today we are going to be talking about the church calendar. So um, don't turn it off just yet. I promise <laughs> it's going to be fun and interesting. This is actually going to be kind of a Cliff's Notes. Yes. version it's not going to be super heady or crazy um because yeah i could like do an entire class on this and i'm not going to do and that i don't have the attention today. span for that so <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do that but um what we're what we're hoping to do is not only go over the church calendar but also tell you why it matters um because yeah. i think for most people you probably think christmas easter yep yeah, that's it yeah um so do you want to talk a little bit about like what where did the church calendar come from? What is it modeled after? And like, why does it matter?
0: Okay, so so that I think that a lot of time people think, especially those of us that, um, well, I didn't, I actually grew up Catholic, but a lot of people who grew up in like the American evangelical world, whether you're Baptist or Methodist or Bible or non-denominational or whatever, um, they, you, you equate the church calendar with Catholicism mm-hmm. or even, you know, some of the the higher church, um, the type of churches that kind of have a higher church model. Um, but what does that mean? Like, like high church is like very liturgical. So churches that it's a lot of liturgy. And in case someone doesn't know what liturgical means. What OK, so mean? liturgy is just. All liturgy is, is recitation of the same thing. So you did the same readings every week. You did the same prayers every week. Okay. okay. You know, the cycles of those type of readings and as and, and, and a type of um, patterning of worship. I mm-hmm. would say liturgy is a pattern of worship. Okay. And it's the same thing repeated so that hopefully it'll get ingrained in you. That's yes. the purpose of liturgy. And so a lot of um, people equate liturgy and church calendars to this, like, high church, like, Catholicism, mm-hmm. Episcopalianism, that kind of stuff. And so as, um, you know, America was formed out of religious freedom away from those those types of religions—that's mm-hmm. how where you know Baptist, Methodist, and all that kind of stuff comes on. I won't bore you with church history, but I think that sometimes we have a resistance to it. But actually, mm-hmm. the church calendar predates all of that. The church calendar goes all the way back to like right after Jesus died and the early churches being formed because they didn't. Most people didn't read. Mm-hmm. most people didn't write that that we didn't have they didn't have the bible in their hands and so you know they're you know they had letters and the churches passed around letters and that kind of stuff from paul and everything and but they didn't have it in that form that written form that we have everything in they didn't have books from teachers and all that kind of stuff so the church calendar was set up and liturgy was set up to teach and so mm-hmm. the entire church calendar is a sequence of seven seasons, seven seasons built around um, the major events in Jesus' life, and it's a way. It was a way to like teach the stories of Jesus' life in like a cyclical manor- manner. You can't see me because I'm because <laughs> I'm on a microphone, but I am like making circles with my hands. But <laughs> but that's why. So that it would be a cycle. And the cycle always follows the life of Jesus. And that was how they would teach and spread the news of Jesus was in in sequential order. And that's where the church calendar came from.
1: That's And something I really, because we... Our church, how long has our church been Anglican? Because it was a vineyard and then it became yes. Anglican. I can't remember how long it's been. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah. But um, something I've really appreciated about it as a person who is very feelings driven and driven by like a lot of things outside of myself, it's really good to have that to ground me. I feel like yeah. the church calendar is just so grounding and it's like something outside of me that I can attach to. And I think that's so beautiful. And that's something yes. that I found missing in when our church was more charismatic or yeah. things like that. Um, I just think that's such a good—it's so good for humans to have something to cling to that is, like, not prescriptive necessarily, but to enter into seasons that are outside of you. Well, and what I also love
0: about it, so I love that, and I also love that there's the the church around the world—and I'm talking about Big C Church—around the world— if they follow a liturgical calendar, we're all doing the same thing. Right. We're all celebrating the same things. And, you know, it goes, and, and it's a way of connecting us to the church, big C around the world, and to like the church of old. Like yeah. the, the, the same, the same cycle has been going on for centuries and it kind of makes us a part of a bigger story. Yeah. And so our story gets to enter into this larger story of the church and an even larger story of Jesus's life. Yeah, Like it's not all about us. And there's a great C.S. Lewis quote, and if I can find it in a few minutes, I will. Um, or it's either no, it's not, it's Eugene Peterson. Um, Lost Eugene, um. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's why I highlighted it in this book was because I've been thinking about him a lot. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Eugene Peterson passed away, what, a week or two ago? Mm-hmm. Um, it says, when we submit our lives to what we read in Scripture, we find that we're not being led to see God in our stories, but our stories in God's. God is the larger context and plot in which our stories find themselves. Yep. And so I love this idea that it, it takes away the individualism that sometimes we feel when we're stuck in our stories.
1: Yeah. You know, that and we were just talking about that with Susie. Yeah. And, that, but they're, we're part
0: of this much larger context and it helps us because we do all have a separate story, but mm-hmm. it's a part of a larger story and like yeah. fitting us into that. And that's what I think is great about the church calendar. At least that's what's good for me.
1: So, well, yeah. And I've, I've always been struck by how much celebration is included in it. Yeah. And how much just like, um, Because I think a lot of times when people think of Christianity, they feel like you're not a Christian or you're just observing from the outside. Or if you're a new Christian, I think there's so much focus on, like, sin and repentance and, like, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But that's a small part of the calendar.
0: Well, yeah, and also it it kind of harkens back to our Jewish heritage. So the Jews had a very intricate Um, they still do but the the Jewish calendar is full of feasts and festivals and celebrations Mm -hmm. and it was theirs all kind of centered around the harvest calendar Mm -hmm. um, and also the events of what God had done in the life of Israel but it For, you know, the Jews have been spread throughout the world, you know, the diasporas, you know, they're spread everywhere and horrible things have happened to the Jews. But what has always anchored them is the the same celebration of feasts that Jews Mm -hmm. all over the world are doing. Well, the Christians have kind of, we mimic that in the fact Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're our predecessors, you know, as as God's chosen people, we've been grafted in to, you know, to Israel. And so that this is our expression of that. Yeah. And then, so the feast and the festivals and the celebration. I mean, there's obviously times for repentance too. And we'll talk about that when we get to Lent. But a majority of it is is remembrance and celebration.
1: Yeah, which I just think is so, so beautiful. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, let's just maybe, do you want to just go through? We'll go around. So okay. if you'll
0: picture and we'll post it, I actually have it sitting there right there on my um, refrigerator um, wall in my kitchen or the door the side of my refrigerator, but it's the the circle of the church calendar. So just think of it as a cycle and I'll, we'll post an image. But, um, so there's different cycles within the big cycle of the church calendar. So the first cycle is the cycle of light. And so that's what includes Advent, Christmas and Epiphany okay so that's what we're and about and this is to where we, start. Like, where we is start Where we so start. so the Christian year starts with the first Sunday of Advent okay so the first Sunday of Advent starts the new Christian year and so it doesn't start with New Year's <laughs> it yeah. starts, and it doesn't start with Christmas Day yeah. it starts with the first Sunday of Advent so that's the start of the church calendar and um, so th- there's the cycle of light and that includes Advent, Christmas and Epiphany and that's kind of a season of Revelation it's, um, the, it's how we remember God making himself known through Jesus mm-hmm. it, and then you know Advent that's the four Sundays before Christmas. And, and Advent means coming. So obviously, we're celebrating the coming of Jesus. It's supposed to be a time of anticipation and a build up. Like, and that's the way Christmas feels, even if yeah. you're a cultural Christian or you just celebrate Christmas and you're not a Christian. Like culturally, it's a buildup. And yeah. that's the same way Advent's supposed to be. But I think what makes Advent different than the way we celebrate Christmas as a culture is Advent you know, for centuries was meant to uh, to be a quiet waiting for the coming of Christ. Oh, okay, yeah. So the celebration happens with Christmas at Epiphany, but the the weeks
1: leading up to that is supposed to be this quiet expectation, and that is not how we celebrate it. Well, I mean, it. if you think about the images, <laughs> Advent is candles. Christmas is literally lights everywhere. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. And so— But we, that's not the way we culturally celebrate Christmas. It's very loud, very big, very frenzied, and Uh you know, and that's not the way Advent is supposed to be celebrated. So, if you want to live counterculturally, and that's what we talk about a lot in this podcast, is um, how to live in culture, but in a way that's different. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, Advent is meant to be lived quietly and quiet expectation in this building of anticipation, which we don't really see. I mean, I mean, there's already Christmas commercials coming on now. We're the first of November. People are already talking about Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and it and it's like it's, it gets more heightened and more heightened and more heightened every year instead of this quiet anticipation. Um, so that's what we're hoping to do. You know, our next three episodes are going to be leading up. They'll come out the weeks of Advent, and we're going to do like kind of like these Advent devotions, and hopefully we can bring some of that quiet anticipation. Yeah, for those. So. But Christmas is supposed to be a time of rejoicing. So it's supposed to be slowly building to that. So Mm -hmm. then when you get, so like Christmas Eve, you know, so usually why you do the candlelight service Mm -hmm. and everything goes dark and then the next morning it's all this light. Mm -hmm. Like that's the point of it. That's kind of why. So there's like meaning behind all of this. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. um, And so then Christmas, Christmas is actually not just one day. It's 12 days. That's why we have the song the 12 mm-hmm. days of Christmas.
1: Do they start on the 25th?
0: Yes. Okay. So it starts on the 25th and it's for 12 days and it goes till January 6th. Okay. And so those are the 12 days and those are supposed to be the the old the old church um and I grew up Catholic um and so uh, the Catholic Church very much celebrates it this way. Those twelve days are meant to be twelve days of celebration. So, um, a lot of um, a lot of people who celebrate this religiously would like you would get gifts every day, and it would be a big feast every day. And you would not take your tree down or your decorations down or mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff until until Epiphany, which is the next. The next spot in the calendar is then you get to Epiphany, which is January 6th. And that's like, we call it Three Kings Day or the Feast of the Epiphany. Um, and that's the end of the Christmas season. And that that day symbolizes, um, you know, Three Kings Day. When the Three Kings came to visit Jesus, even though technically it was years later. In Jesus' life, he was probably three or four
1: mm-hmm. when the Magi
0: came. Mm-hmm. But we celebrate it as 12 days after Christmas. And the point of that celebration is um, Jesus being made known to the Gentiles because the three kings were Gentiles. So it's his light shining to the world of the Gentiles. So it's not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles. So that's the purpose of epiphany. Um, Epiphany means manifestation. So Jesus has manifested himself to the Gentiles. So that's the point of epiphany. So anyways, and so, and then... So that entire time of Epiphany uh, before we before we get to Lent. So that time of Epiphany um, that's that's the season of light. So how many days is Epiphany? That is a great question that I just went blank on. (laughs) I will repost in my notes. I forget the exact amount of weeks between Epiphany and Lent. Just going blank on my numbers, but it's like a few. Yeah, it's a few weeks before you get to from Epiphany to. Is it longer
1: than Christmas?
0: It, it longer than twelve. It days? depends on the way the calendar falls, you know, because Easter changes every year. Yeah, so that means Lent sometimes is earlier rather than later, which I still don't
1: understand why. Yeah, and we'll get
0: to that. In a minute. Yes, <laughs> so it's it, it's it's all fall all when Easter falls, and so Easter yeah. falls at different times. But like
1: symbolically, is Epiphany supposed to be longer than the twelve days of Christmas? That's a good question I don't know the answer okay. to. Yeah, it's longer than the twelve days of Christmas. Okay, I, I thought you meant is it longer than Advent?
0: No, oh, it yeah. is longer than the twelve days of Christmas. Okay. Yes, and so and. And The point of Epiphany, like if you go to a church that practices the church calendar, uh-huh. that's usually when you study all the miracles of Jesus, because okay, the Epiphany okay. is supposed to be how God, uh, how Jesus revealed Himself through okay. miracles and His teachings. And there's a lot about light in um, yeah. Epiphany. That's what that all means. Is Jesus
1: light? So Jesus is coming. Jesus is here. Jesus is revealed. Yes. What's the next one? Okay, the next one. Okay, then we get into um,
0: the cycle of life. So that was the cycle of light. So okay. Christmas, Epiphany, Advent, that's all the cycle of light. Okay. So that's why we always have candles and Christmas lights. That's where all of that comes from.
1: I thought it was that, like, Danish hygge stuff of, like, it's dark outside. Let's be cozy. Well, I mean, all all of this. i kind of, of just that, being funny. No, no, no. <laughs> but all of this cultural
0: stuff that we do yeah. comes from— yeah originally from christian history yeah, yeah yeah, it just gets adapted for different cultures yeah. and stuff like that but we put christmas lights on our house because it's the season of light yeah like that's the purpose like that's what christmas is okay so you, i'll remind
1: chris of that in okay. a few weeks when
0: he doesn't want to put the light <laughs> he's on. cussing under his breath and falling <laughs> off ladders this is supposed to be <laughs> the season of you're light. symbolizing the light of christ get up there <laughs> <laughs> i'll remember that too when i'm trying to plug <laughs> the christmas tree in and the light not so come on oh lord okay so the next cycle is the cycle of life Okay. So, that includes Lent and Easter and Pentecost. So, okay. So, um, it's the season of redemption. It's God rescuing us from death to life. That's why it's called the cycle of life. Okay. So, it's the, you know, so you go, you have Lent. And I think Lent is very much misunderstood. Yeah, let's talk
1: about Lent. Lent's Okay.
0: Three. So, Lent starts on Ash Wednesday and lasts for 40 days. Mm-hmm. So, Epiphany goes all the way until Ash Wednesday. Like Fat Tuesday? Yeah. Is Fat
1: Tuesday, like,
0: Fat Tuesday, I mean it's not part of the original church calendar. But, but
1: people sell like Shrove Tuesday or Fat yeah, Tuesday. Yeah,
0: people people do it because you know you're about to
1: fast for 40 days, technically. But that wasn't ever on the church calendar. It was never on the Our church, church celebrates Shrove yeah, Tuesday.
0: Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I think it's 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 part of it's part of church history. I don't think it goes all the way back. What does Shrove but, mean? Um, good question. I forget okay. what Shrove means. It's a Jewish term.
1: Does it mean pancake? I'm just kidding. <laughs> It says pancakes it's probably just because pancakes are cheap
0: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't remember like somebody can correct me i people can pop on if they want to and tell me the the answers to all of these questions i don't know all the answers even though i would like to know like to say i know all the answers so lent is ash wednesday 40 days and i think you know and we talked about this because we first started our podcast at the beginning of yeah. Lent, so we had some discussions about lent at the beginning um, of our podcast but i think for me for so long lent was about giving up chocolate right dieting for jesus exercising more or whatever when actually the purpose of lent is it's supposed to be a season of humility and Mm self-examination so it's supposed to be a time where we're very introspective we're um you know we're supposed to we're supposed to deny ourselves like the the purpose of lent is is to remember that we're to deny ourselves, take up the cross, and follow Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: so whatever it is that we need to do to kind of die to ourselves a little bit mm-hmm. so that we can like, enter this mode of self-examination. So some people, it might be to eat less. Like, yeah, they need to, to feast less. Well,
1: don't we, usually it's like, whatever has a hold on us is kind of the yes. thing we need to fast. Burn. Yeah, so like, whatever, whatever, it, whatever it is that we need to, like, die to however you numb
0: well, however, it, however that's yes. what I always do so really, some right? people like, it's you know it's alcohol they give up alcohol yeah. and it's not be just because they're giving up And some people might be just they're giving up for Lent just to see if they can but uh, someone who's really into Lent would would be giving up alcohol so that those times when they are like oh I really need that glass of wine yeah, because I need it to like you can say no I need Jesus and yeah. that's where you need to spend some time in self examination
1: so I think what I love about Lent um, is that I tend to live in that place of introspection and navel gazing. And yes. it's a reminder to me that it's a small chunk
0: of the, of, whole calendar. of the
1: whole calendar and how much of it is actually focused on Jesus. But I tend to do so much self-examination, introspection, yeah. like looking at myself, like looking at my sin. Yeah. Like, it's just such a good reminder to me when I'm looking at that picture you have of like how, how sm- like that is part of it, but how I make it bigger yeah. than the portion i focus on jesus Yeah, so i is love such
0: a small port it's only 40 yeah. days of the entire 300 and whatever days yeah. of the calendar that's such a good
1: reminder yeah. of just it's how much we need time. to focus on
0: yeah so uh, for me i'm the opposite like i don't do <laughs> i don't do any self introspection <laughs> or self-examination and if i didn't have lent i would just numb num numb the rest of my right life. right like so yeah. i lean into lent as my time yeah to like actually sit and do some like Examine Dame yourself. examining Because I, my natural tendency is to never do that. And so I, I use those 40 days. Like, I know, like, it's coming. Yeah. And that I'm going to need to do that. And yeah. so it's good because it marks a time for me to do that. And so, so what does that reflect from Jesus's life? Like... So the, the point of that is, it, it, like, it, it kind of mim, it mimics his um, remembering the, his, his temptation. So the temptation okay. that he went through in the wilderness for 40 days. So the 40, the 40 mm-hmm. days of temptation is the same as the 40 days of Lent. Yeah. And also his journey towards Jerusalem because okay. Lent ends with Holy Week. And yeah. so it's it, it's also a picture of his, like, dying to himself and going towards Jerusalem.
1: Like, yeah. that's the point of Lent. And we can't die to ourselves if we don't know ourselves. Exactly.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, um, so it ends with well. Then it goes into Palm Sunday, the start of Holy Week. Uh huh. Um, and I would say the the Holy Week is the heart of the Christian year. Yeah, like that's the most important week of the entire Christian year. Can you
1: talk a little bit about
0: like Palm Sunday, Good Friday, like just a yes. bit? Okay. So Palm Sunday um, starts Holy Week because that's the day that Jesus entered in Jerusalem on the donkey, and they're all praising him. Mm-hmm. You know, hail, hosanna. Mm -hmm. Son of David, you know, so they all picture, they all express him as being the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Well, at least all the people that were laying out the palms, you know, Yeah, there are people not, (laughs) you know, the the Pharisees and the scribes weren't, but the people as the general population, that's when they recognize him as the Messiah and he enters into his last week of his life. That's why we do Palm Sunday. And then you get to Tuesday, um, which is when, um, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday is Monday. Thursday, Monday. That's called Monday. Okay, it's an old Latin term. I don't know what it means. Okay, but that's the the Last Supper. So okay. we celebrate okay. Monday, Thursday is the Last Supper. Okay. Friday is Good Friday when Jesus died on the cross, and then then there's Holy Saturday,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is when we remember that he's in the tomb, and that Sunday's coming. Mm-hmm. So that like gets kind of a, supposed to be a day of anticipation mm-hmm. and hope. And then Sunday is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday when he's When he rose from the dead and we celebrate that.
1: Is it true that the palms from the previous year make the ashes for Ash Wednesday? That's correct. It's really cool.
0: Yep. So they they burn all the palm branches and then they turn to ash and then...
1: And then we, we
0: smear them on our heads. We smear them on our heads. And that, you know, the purpose of the ashes, right? I do, but I want you to tell okay. <laughs> me. The purpose of the ashes is this. This ash- is
1: Ash Wednesday going
0: before Lent. The start before of Lent. Lent. Yeah. yeah. So Ash Wednesday, the the purpose of the ashes is, you know, we all came from dust. We're returning to dust. It's this idea that it's marking kind of this time of death,
1: like the death to ourselves. And that is Rebecca Pete's favorite sin. day. I do love Ash Wednesday. <laughs> I should do love you Ash do. Wednesday. I do love I Ash Wednesday. I feel like you would hate it like, oh no, 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 no. Like, you know, like no. I don't want to think about I actually like Ash Wednesday. I feel like it's a good reminder for me. I think I it's get a good too, too big-headed or too yeah. I I mean it's good to I like to have physical reminders of things. Yeah. And then I also I love Good Friday. I know that sounds weird. Really? I do love Good Friday. I mean I do too, but I would expect me to love it. Yeah, because it's it's so
0: <laughs> remote.
1: Dramatic. dramatic. <laughs> So I do like it. Um,
0: I, I just think you know, and and there's the you know seven stages of the cross and all of those things, and those are all mimicked in the Holy Week. You can go look that up. Like it, you know, the different stages of him. I think maybe we should do
1: one of these before Holy Week.
0: Yeah. Oh, we'll do another one of one. these episodes definitely because we'll, I'm like really interested, but I know we don't want to keep like talking. No, for no. I, but we can do it more extensive. Like this is what happened on Monday. This is what happened on Tuesday. Yeah. Night, you know? I mean,
1: because I've been a Christian for a while and I don't know some of and this. See, time. I grew up
0: in Catholic like, church, and so like the entire Holy Week, you went to church every day and there was a different stage of the cross that you learned every day and it's done in pictures because back in the early church people couldn't read okay so everything's done in pictures so you'll see a lot of um, old churches that have the stages of the cross in stained glass and that was the purpose of the stained glass Gosh was to right. tell a story because people couldn't read huh so that's how they told the story so that's really they, cool. they use the stages of the cross to tell the story of Jesus' holy week so anyways that ends in um resurrection sunday easter is not just one day yeah It is a whole season. And so, Resurrection Sunday is the start of that, but then it's 50 days. So, there's 49 more days after Easter, and that is um, the season of Easter. And the purpose of that is to symbolize um, Jesus' post-resurrection appearances leading to his ascension to heaven. So, like, that's what you study those weeks of Easter Mm -hmm. is all of his post-resurrection work leading to the ascension and
1: why is like um so my kids go to greek school yeah greek easter and different easters are different than i know
0: what you're gonna ask me this and i don't know
1: the answer, you don't know the answer. it's
0: different calendars so okay. the orthodox calendar is different than um the judeo um like catholic calendar that we use and so um we we kind of tend to follow the more traditional um Catholic calendar of Easter. Oh, gotcha. Um, and, so and Orthodox is different. Orthodox
1: is different from Catholic. So they well, different they, were, they
0: all started out
1: Catholic. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Then they, they broke off and branched. But their calendar, like so, Catholic church follows the same calendar. We do. So the Anglican, do. the
0: ang, Perfect. so the Protestant Anglican. You know, if you're Lutheran or Presbyterian, well any of those that still follow like a liturgical system. Mm-hmm anglican um church of england all of those they follow it's it mimics very much the catholic because okay, gotcha. it's more similar uh, orthodox is much they have a much different calendar gotcha, okay. so i don't know a lot about orthodox yeah, yeah, christianity yeah. um so
1: yeah. but
0: there are different easters there they do have different easters because they just count days differently yeah so yeah, there's yeah. falls on a different day than ours um so anyways the period of easter is called the great 50 days um that's the time you know before
1: more days than lent
0: yeah it is more days than lent and it's supposed to be the entire um festival feast season so yeah. you just not feasted for 40 days and now you're supposed to feast for 50 yes. days so it's supposed to be a time of celebration yeah so and then it ends the last day of the 50-day season is pentecost pentecost okay. means 50 days okay um and so pentecost oh i didn't know yeah, that yeah so pe- <laughs> penta Five. Huh. Yeah, it's Latin. So it's Pentecost is 50 days. So it's the 50th day of Easter. And that's when Jesus went to heaven and the Holy Spirit was poured out Uh on the church. And so that's why we celebrate Pentecost is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And what I love is then it transitions into um, the cycle of love, which is oh, what, the, okay. or we call it the great green growing season. Yeah. It's ordinary time uh-huh. that the official term of it is ordinary time because uh-huh. it's like the rest of the year.
1: <laughs> and is that more time than everything we oh, just yeah, talked yeah. about? Okay. So
0: yeah. So it, it, ordinary time goes from Pentecost, which is 50 days after Easter. So, you know, you know, sometime in May or uh-huh. whenever Easter fell. Yeah. yeah all the way until the first day of Advent. Mm-hmm. So that's all ordinary time. So we're talking months and months. You're talking all of summer. But part uh-huh. of spring, all of summer, and all of fall uh-huh. is ordinary time.
1: And does that symbolize, like, how Jesus, like, his life was, like, he just loved, like, a normal life until— Yes. Yeah. And
0: so, and well, you know, Pentecost, there was an the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit was to— uh, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to teach us how to be more like Christ, to grow into more Christ-likeness. Uh-huh. Like that's one of the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And also it's to speak from us out to the growing world, out okay. to the world to spread the church. Okay. Like That was the purpose of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So the great green growing season or ordinary time or whatever you want to call it from Pat. I like Pentecost. Cycle of Love. Yeah, Cycle of Love is, so it's an, an ex, it's meant to be an extended time to, to walk in Christ-like. And I got this from a book that I will reference in a second. An extended time to walk in Christ-like growing Christ's life and embody Christ's love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's meant to be a time of transformation and mission. Mm-hmm. So it's the time that we like live. We're not celebrating any festivals. We're not having any feasting or fasting. Like the purpose of this whole time is to grow and to share. Yeah. So it's so
1: know. we all need to read that book, Liturgy of the Ordinary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. Times I love yes. that book. Yeah, yeah. we'll
0: reference. So I'll good. definitely put that in the show notes because that's a good one. But um, and that and so the end of Ordinary Time is ends with um, what's called the Reign of Christ Sunday, and it's the Sunday before Advent, um, and that's when we celebrate Jesus being enthroned in glory and the and the kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. That's Reign of Christ Sunday, and that's right before Advent,
1: and then we start all over again. That's so cool. I love this because, too, so if you think about it, we're not asked to look at our sin or our shortcomings until after we have celebrated that the solution is here. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like that. And then, so it's like we go into it safely. Yeah. And without, you know, we're safe to look at those things because we know that we are loved, forgiven, all that stuff, like that that the Savior is here. And then we go through that stuff. And then, yeah, then we celebrate yeah it's just I love it I don't know I love I love I love the
0: cyclical nature of it I think that we've lost a lot of that in our culture because we don't live in an agrarian culture anymore yeah. most of us don't I mean we do have there are people that still live in an agrarian culture yeah. but most people don't live that way anymore yeah. we don't live according to a cycle of harvest mm-hmm. but that's the, the people who who lived in Jesus' time they did everything yeah. was done you know Passover was related all of it Pentecost all of that was related the Feast of Booths all of those things yeah. happened Happened because they happen at certain times of the harvest and so there's there's just so much metaphor and symbolism and mm-hmm. like plants and growth and all of that yeah. and that's like especially what the picture of the the calendar is supposed to be too and sometimes we forget that and it's a good way to enter back into that
1: yeah and i feel like i'm always having to conjure this stuff from yeah. like inside you know what i mean because it's like because we aren't we just go to the grocery store or we just, so it's like none of this even really affects us too much in our day-to-day life. So it's like, I feel like, yeah, I'm always trying to conjure it up and be like, okay, let me get riled up for Christmas. You know, like, how do you think, I mean, I'm just asking you, this isn't like, there isn't a right answer to this, but I feel that a lot of times, like I really want to be in tune with the church calendar. And I really want to, particularly with Christmas, like I don't want Christmas to sneak up on me, but every year, I just feel like I don't really like, yeah get it and i try yeah i
0: think you have to be intentional um you have to be like daily intentional like i I think that i mean christmas christmas is going to happen no matter we do anything or not (laughs) yeah uh so i think it has to be this constant like just intentionality with like releasing it uh-huh. to Jesus and being like, what do you want me to see in this season? Mm-hmm. How do you want my fam? what do you want my family to see in this season? And just like praying, asking him how do you, how to be intentional and yeah. and to how to refocus. Um, I, I have to do it by like, I have to have, like, I have to plan ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So Advent starts in a couple of weeks. And like, I usually have a plan like of what kind of readings I'm going to do to start my yeah. day and, uh, in the evening before the kids go to bed, what kind of readings are we going to do? Like just plan very intentional things, so it's not just we're going to see Santa or we're mm-hmm. going to you know make your Christmas list or we're going to get open up the advent calendar with little pieces of chocolate in it. Yeah, like, which are all great. We're going to go look at Christmas lights. These are all good things to do as a family yeah, and to sure. have family time together and good traditions. Like I want to make memories with my kids, but I also like if I don't have a plan, then we'll get to just like December twentieth. I'll be like, we haven't read anything from the Bible, and this yeah. is we're we're almost towards the end of advent you know so i think i think intentionality and planning is important yeah but not stressing yourself out about it like what i have i've started to do is like what are the things about and this is just generally for the holidays like what are the things for advent and christmas that don't bring me joy because it's supposed to be a time of joy it's not supposed to it's not meant. We're not dying to self right now. I mean, there is some dying to self, but but mostly we're not. Like, this must be a time of joy. What is it that I'm doing that doesn't bring me joy? Hmm. And that I'm doing because, so let's say, this isn't me because I don't mind doing Christmas cards. So, (laughs) laundry. Can talk, I not do laundry?
1: Talk about holiday stuff. So <laughs> I know. Like,
0: like I'm trying to think of an example for myself. Like some people say, you know, like they hate doing Christmas cards, uh-huh, but uh-huh. they do them because they feel like they're supposed to. Yeah, I don't have to do a Christmas card. Yeah, that's. True. I don't do a tally when I get my Christmas cards. I don't think, oh, so and so didn't, send me a Christmas card, but so and so did. I mean, like if you take good joy, like I have friends that get joy out of doing it, and and they send it out to all their family members, and they think it, they feel like it's mm-hmm. a ministry to their family members. That is amazing. But if you do not get joy yeah. out of that, then don't do it. We're cookies or you know whatever it is like if you if i'm trying to think of what it is for me that i've just like i've pared back like my decorating like Mm -hmm. i felt like this need that my house needed to look like the north pole exploded in it i'm like it doesn't
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: like i can do simple things what are the, the parts of my decorations that I really get the most joy out of, we'll yeah. pull those out first. And then if the other stuff happens, they do.
1: So, the, I mean, this is
0: not a memorandum on how you should celebrate your Christmas. No, I but, get it. Mine's like but,
1: wardrobe. Like, you know my kids. They dress themselves every day, and they look crazy every day. Like, every day's Halloween at our house. But for <laughs> a year, I mean, ever since, I mean, this is going to be their, what? Is this their third Christmas? Or? No, it's their fourth Christmas. Their fourth Christmas is about to be fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would get really stressed out about, like, outfit. Like, I just had it in my head, like, well, they have to wear a Christmas outfit. Like, a velvet dress and, like, Black Mary Janes. And, like, just... I have this, like, thing in my head. Mm -hmm. But they, like... I don't know. I just gave it up. because so I was like, eh, no one cares. And yes. they're just going to ruin it. And then I'm just going to be mad because I spent too much money on an outfit they're going to wear for like four hours and spill stuff on. Yeah. So I let that go. But some people yes. like, that's how they show respect and honor to God is through the way they dress. Yeah. So and I think so it's like, it's your it whatever,
0: right? whatever it is that, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm just like, I'm trying to think of my example. There was something I gave up last Christmas and I can't remember what it was. And I was like, it was well, like last the-
1: Christmas, I gave you my heart, but <laughs> the very next day, you <laughs> gave it away. <laughs> this year. <laughs> Wait, was this that? year. <laughs> to save me from cheer? I'll give it—I don't know. Well, you can always give it to Jesus, because he's your someone special. <laughs> but, like, there's
0: just—I yeah, can't think of what it is. Like, every year, I realize—because I I have put all the this, like, pressure that I need to do this and right. this and this and this. And every year, I've given up things— that I'm like, though those things aren't the important things. And yeah. that doesn't mean somebody else shouldn't do them. I'm just, I don't need to do them. Well, that. we only have capacity to do so many things. Exactly. So we really need
1: to pick the we ones can't.
0: That- Exactly. Exactly. So what is the most important to my family? What brings yeah. us the most joy and causes the least amount of stress?
1: Yeah. So listen to the boundaries episode again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. And so we're going to do another three episodes kind of focusing on Advent. And then, yeah, when we get back to you know, I think I need to go look at the exact date, but Ash Wednesday sometime in February. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can get back to that again. We can come back to that part of the church calendar again. Easter yeah. and all of that. So, so gonna next week
1: on. we're going to be talking about the first week of Advent. Yeah.
0: So there's actually four weeks in Advent. So um, the, with the last one ending the Sunday before Christmas Eve, Um, and then you have Christmas Eve and then then it's the 12 days of Christmas. But there's four Sundays in Advent and that kind of varies depending on when Christmas falls and all that kind of stuff, which four Sundays it is. I think this year it's, you know, we have Thanksgiving and then we have like a whole other week which is unusual. I love when Thanksgiving is early because it just feels like there's more time to celebrate Christmas. And so, so that you have like this lull period Mm -hmm. from Thanksgiving which isn't a part of the church calendar but, and then then that Sunday, so not the Sunday after Thanksgiving but the next Sunday is the start of Advent. So those few weeks and the, the, uh, each week leading up to those Sundays in Advent we're going to release an episode but we only will have three because we're not going to have one come out on Christmas Day. Yeah. so we're gonna there's four sundays in advent love faith hope and peace but we're gonna kind of combine them into three episodes yeah so
1: yeah so, so next week will be love next week will be love yay and yeah this is really good yeah wasn't boring nobody fell asleep i don't That's think boring. it was boring i mean i have a lot more questions but we're gonna we are gonna we'll have dig into them in later yes um okay. okay well thanks for listening guys and uh happy advent
0: and mm-hmm. and yes, and Rebecca keeps trying to turn on my Roomba in the background. You almost did it again. I'm terrified. And then of you're that gonna. Thing. And now the dog's freaking out because she thinks you're about to turn the Roomba on again.
1: Anyway, I feel you. Until next okay. week. <laughs> Have a good okay. week, guys. Bye. Bye.